Welcome to another episode of The Doctor and the Dork, everybody. This is Frank here checking in with my co-host, Olivia. Hi, everyone. So this week, we have uh, plenty to go over with you guys. We've had quite the week. It's actually been uh, a lot of fun. I think Olivia has a lot of stuff for you guys this week because I'm sure you got tired of me talking your ears off last week. (laughs) So I'm just going to hand this over to Olivia and let her run wild. All right, I'm ready to run. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we did a lot this week, especially this weekend. Um, first thing I want to touch on is our blueberry picking because if you listen to one of our older episodes, we went strawberry picking and I was pretty unimpressed with the farm that we went to. But this week for our blueberry picking, we went to Belltown Orchards, which I'm just going to say pristine picking, good prices, free tractor ride, big fields, pleasant people, all around 10 out of 10 star experience. I have to say I agree with Olivia. <laughs> They, uh, they're based out of Glastonbury, and truth be told, I think they had a far superior picking experience to uh, Lyman Orchards based out of Middletown there. And I grew up going to Lyman Orchards, so, you know, I just had that stigma that they were just the best thing around the block. And come to find out that other places are charging a whole lot less, and you get a tractor ride. I mean, <laughs> Who doesn't kind want of ball. tractor so. ride? Yeah, so that was pretty good. We picked a bunch of berries. It was only like three ninety nine a pound, so we got like four quarts of blueberries for less than twenty bucks. It was a really good deal. Baked some blueberry muffins, ate some in my oatmeal. You know the works. Mucho delicioso. <laughs> so something about that blueberry farm brings me to talk about my herb farm that's been growing in my <laughs> windowsill. Poorly growing in your windowsill, <laughs> maybe, I might add. For maybe three months. So. The first month, I'd say, was a little rough. I had a couple things that were flourishing and a couple things that I was convinced were never going to grow. They were just plots of soil. And then there were a couple weeks where I would say everything was actually doing pretty good. Well, I don't know. So you got six herbs, and one of them... My cilantro and my parsley were flourishing. No, what's the one that had like the three little strings and that was it? It's my chives. They still only have three little strings. (laughs) The chives never grew, all right? (laughs) I don't know if we got bad chives or if we just don't know how to grow chives, (laughs) but it seems pretty straightforward. Seeds, water, good soil, right? But for whatever reason, it never took off. So I don't really, I didn't really do any kind of like teach yourself how to grow an herb garden i just went to the store bought seeds dirt and then planted them which i mean how much more skill can it really involve everything was going good i'll tell you when my herbs really took a downfall was when i was like i don't really want cilantro but what i do want is basil and what was happening was my cilantro was hogging all the nutrients from the basil so i decided Mm. to chop out some cilantro and (laughs) transplant it and ever since then it's really been all downhill but now my cilantro has started to turn into this new flowering plant so if anyone knows anything about herbs i tried to watch um, some videos on youtube about it and i did not find anything but i did find a couple really interesting things from this lady who uh was teaching kids how to grow stuff did you know if you chop celery the bottom half you know like how it all sprouts off here all the celery sprouts out if you chop off the bottom you can stick that bottom piece in a glass of water and new celery will splurt from it. So you can just, so is this like the hack to get out of going to the grocery that's, store for celery? That's what I understood. You can do the same thing with a head of lettuce. You know, it's got that kind of bottom part. I wonder if Hooters, like like all the wings places that like give you carrots and lettuce, well, or um, and, and celery, yeah. Jesus. Um, 
Yeah, I, I wonder if they got like a little operation going on this growing celery. This is interesting celery. because when I worked at the pizza shop, we would keep our celery in water. But that was the mm. celery that was already chopped up. And I think that just made it last a little longer. Mm, but let me okay. tell you, if that man knew that we could have produced our own celery, I guarantee you we would have been producing our own rather than buying it from Cisco or wherever it was <laughs> we were getting it from. Costco. <laughs> buying it in bulk. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So that happened with my herbs. And they also weren't doing so hot because I spent most of my weekend at Frankie's and then my herbs go without water, care, love, and affection, but... You can't make with you just stand over just breathing heavily, just grow. Giving them all my CO2 <laughs> so they can give me some O2 back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on the growing, though, because my raspberries were doing oh, really yeah. good this year, and I thought I was going to have a ton of them. But then the and Japanese beetles Yeah, came these in. Japanese beetles did a number on my berries, and... Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so my raspberries, but you know what? I grew a ton of new plants this year. I went out and counted them the other yeah. day and I got over 20 new raspberry wow. plants. And I'm like, wow, come next spring, like next summer, those things are going to be crazy. I bet you're still going to get a so, lot more berries. It's oh yeah, I got all season. Start. It's still beginning of raspberry season. Yeah. So they, they intermittently pop up, but. But, uh, the I'm blueberry picking this weekend <clears throat> Frank and I went bicycling with his parents, which we haven't really mm. discussed a lot. And I, this that's podcast because, seems like a good place to do it. That's because Olivia hates biking okay. because it's a trap. Here's what's happened. <laughs> Frankie told his parents that I hate biking, which I'd say is 60% true. I hate biking with Frankie because he's always got a point to prove. But on this cycling ride with his parents, he didn't prove any points. We got to go a nice, leisurely pace. It was very enjoyable. We were not trying to race anybody or climb up any Mount Everest. So I just wanted to say it was a very... Uh... Well, truth be told. All right. So the first time yeah, Olivia let's, and I let's went Let's hear biking your point of view from this. Is, uh, so shout out to uh, Jen and Charlotte. They're my other biking partners. I know you guys listen. So <laughs> hi, Charlotte. Hi, Jen. Um, so um, I took Olivia biking over on the Southington, Cheshire, uh, Farmington Canal Trail there. And... Truth be told, I settled into my typical pace and figuring a hundred miles per hour, miles an hour, <laughs> nothing. So we were doing like a fourteen to sixteen mile an hour pace, which yes is fast, but is typically my cruising's pace. And I figured that would be okay for Olivia. And keep in mind, she said she was okay, and I, I don't know if she was trying to prove the points here. She claims it was me, but I, again, this was my leisure pace. And this was apparently her death pace. Wow, you really throw so, me under the bus. Oh heck here. yeah, you're gonna tell me I was proving <laughs> points? No way. So, you know, obviously it started out good until we turned around. We ended up, I think, we did like what, 16 miles that day. Yeah, it was pretty good until about the 11th mile. <clears throat> yeah. So, coupled with the fact that uh, the very next time we went riding was with my neighbors, <laughs> who are all older than us. I mean, literally old enough to be our parents. So we go riding with them, and I'm expecting when I ride with them, typically they ride like a 12 to 14 mile an hour pace. I tell Olivia this. She's like, okay. And we take off, and I swear I've never seen them bike this fast before. It was hilarious. Shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Schmidt, my neighbors, because they were just killing it that day. I mean, we held literally an 18 to 20 mile an hour pace all over Meriden, Connecticut, which has got all kinds of stupid hills. Not what I signed up for. Yeah, no, that was uh, yeah. less than favorable. So truth be told, I gave Olivia a terrible taste of biking 
and I'm quite happy I was able to redeem it finally <laughs> by biking with my parents this past weekend. So yeah. we all had a good time as far as I'm concerned. And then so. after bicycling, we went motorcycling. Yeah, we were tryharding with all the biking this weekend. Yeah, huh? we looked pretty cool with all the, <laughs> the motorcyclers, though, though you would have thought it was Frankie's first time driving a motorcycle. <laughs> I was acting real brand new all day. That was I stalled out at one point, and then uh, another time I got to the light and I stopped it in second. And now you got two of us on the bike now. Typically I can pull it off in second mm-hmm. gear, but I was like, oh no, this isn't gonna work this time. I was like, I'm not trying to stall it again. And then I'm over here fumbling around trying to downshift at a light <laughs> like an idiot. Everyone else is going. I was like, oh god. And then you forgot to do your chin strap and you pulled over oh and then god. your gloves fell off. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of the biker gang is like, where is Frankie? They're all thinking I'm the yeah, I'm the youngest guy in the group. <laughs> we're both the youngest in the group. Yeah. Yeah, we're just over here looking brand new motorcycling. It's like okay let's never invite these people again because we yeah. just look like scrubs oh well, whatever because your bike looked cool enough to make up for that i know so. yours that, and your dad's definitely have the that coolest sexy bike. bmw mixed in with a hayabusa yeah my dad's hayabusa is actually pretty badass yeah it actually is coupled with the fact that thing literally looks like it rolled off the lot every mm. time he rides it yeah it's very shiny he's down there spit shining that thing like every night i'm pretty sure <laughs> so if he ever hears this he'll laugh but uh yeah so Coupled with, so while we were on the bike ride, we decided we were going to go hit a couple of breweries. So we went to, uh, what was it? Uh, Brewery Legitimus, right? You I actually always, remembered yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I, I, I struggled with that for a second. I was <laughs> thinking it was going to be a brewery something Lab- or another. Laboratory or yeah, something. Yeah. It's usually what you call it. I keep going. I, I can never remember the name of that place. But <laughs> honestly, I usually like that brewery, but they were very swamped when we went, and they were very understaffed this past yeah, time. Yeah, I think the breweries are having a hard time adjusting to this waitressing and waitering. They're used to people coming up to the bar and getting your drinks on the spot, and now they're having to take your order, go back to the bar, fill it, and then bring it back over. And yeah, I think they're just understaffed, to be honest. I really feel for them on that front because it's a lot of work for them especially for they had to quickly figure out how to suddenly become waiters and waitresses mm. when typically they're just bartenders i mean yeah. i don't mean to say just bartenders but typically they, they can hang out behind the bar <laughs> and people just come to them like yeah. you said and it, but now they're running around trying to remember people's drink orders yeah. and we got tables of like 12 yeah. showing up i mean we had what one two three four five six. yeah we had eight people christ yeah yeah that was yeah, we had a full group and just, yeah, they, like, gave us someone else's drink orders yeah. and, like, gave And then them... I felt bad because it's corona. Usually you'd be like, oh, you just grab it back real quick if they hadn't touched it. But it's coronavirus season. Once that drink touches the table, know, it ain't going to no one it. else. But, yeah, so we did Brewery Legitimus, which I think the group was kind of let down by. It was slow. We sat in the sun. Too, yeah. yeah. And it was like, okay. So we shoveled, we uh, shoved off to... Um, the Little oh, Red Barn. Yes, the Little Red Barn Loved Brewery. Loved it. 10 out of 10. Would Which recommend. we showed up into the parking lot, and I don't know if the band just said, okay, these guys showed up. Time to, <laughs> time to piss off. But we show up, and, like, the band that's playing, we're all taking our motorcycle gear off, getting ready to walk up, and the band just packs up and leaves. <laughs> to be fair, I think they were getting close to closing time anyway. Yeah, I so. think so. So, but, yeah, it, that was a really nice bar, and that's how – so. The first, brewery Legitimus is out towards like uh, New Hartford, New Cannon, uh, Canton area. So like north of Hartford, um, west of uh, 91 North there. Um, 
And then just north of that is where we found this other place, the Little Red Barn Brewery, mm -hmm. which I have to say, 10 out of 10. I loved that brewery. We got a cider, which was okay. We didn't really try the beer, yeah. so we can't rank the beer. But the service, we got our drinks so quick. I think we got two rounds of drinks in the time it took the first place to get us one round. Yeah, honestly. And there was a we food ordered. truck there and they brought food straight to our table it was really Truth good be told, we ordered and by the time the guy walked away there was already someone coming back with yeah. our drinks yeah and then we walked over and we ordered food from the food truck and they had this kid man <laughs> in the table yeah man in the, the counter 13 years yeah. old <laughs> but you know what i like it i knew frankie labor. saw himself in there <laughs> i was like what a kid his parents <laughs> must hate him <laughs> um so yeah, but they got our food out real quick, and it was yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah, I have for to say. a little food truck stand. And we got what was it? Two cheese like cheeseburgers, a hot dog, a bunch of mac, mac and um, cheese. We with pulled, pulled pork, pork on top, and it only came out to like thirty bucks, which yeah. I know some people are like, oh, that's a lot, but. Truth be told, for a food truck yeah. sitting in a parking lot at a brewery, I was expecting like a $50 bill. Yeah, for that. everything. And be so that was pretty cheap across the board. So, and we had a nice spot next to the river, river. there. Well, it's yeah. like a drainage river, I guess, that runs through downtown. I guess, but it was still nice and shady. They did a good job where they put the tables because it was all kind of shaded area back in that parking lot. But yeah, we were out for what we we left at like 1.40 and we didn't, I didn't get home until like 7 o'clock. Yeah. No, yeah. it was like actually close to the seven thirty for me. I yeah. dropped you off for a little yeah, before. Yeah, because we didn't 7. leave the brewery till like wait right when they were closing, and yeah. it took us a good hour to get back. They closed so. at six, and we left there at like yeah. just before like five forty five. Yeah. Took us an hour and change to get back. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, that wasn't too bad though. So I feel like we should also give out Urban Lodge a shout out. We went the night before there, but we got to oh, yeah. try uh, their new sour. They had a pineapple mango sour. Yes. It was pretty good, but I'm not going to lie. Their raspberry sour is just so That's, good. I don't know if it's how they make the raspberry sour. I think it's just the raspberry. Or if it's the raspberries <laughs> themselves. I think the raspberries add a nice hint of sweetness to it. It's But yeah, the Urban Lodge raspberry sour, guys. If you're mm -hmm. ever passing through Manchester and you see the Lucky Taco <laughs> sign... Pull off next to Lucky Taco and go get yourself a nice sour beer because summertime sour beers are just honestly the way to go. They're delicious. They hit yeah. the spot. And, uh, yeah, Urban Lodge really got it going on. They're a little pricey, but you know what? Mm -hmm. It's worth it on it's a hot experience. summer day. Yeah. And when Corona's gone, you can go inside, play some games, enjoy the atmosphere. So, it's even better. The other brewery that I really like that we haven't been to a while is Front Porch Brewery Love in Wallingford. So yeah, we went, they had a, I want to go, I actually want to go soon because it's been strawberry season. I wonder if they have that strawberry crop circle beer. That was Ooh. the best beer I ever had. We went back and I had another beer and it wasn't quite as good, but like that one was for beer. That was real delicious. Yeah. That place is bait. It's right off of route five there in Wallingford. So that's another really good one, Urban Lodge. And there's a cider place right now. It's like the yeah, I haven't been to that Wallingford either. Cider House or something. I forget the name of it, but it's literally like three buildings up. I'm going to do a huge disservice to all of this nice brewery talk, and I'm going to bring up two things to ask you. Yes. One, have you ever had Natter Days? No. <laughs> like Natty Lights that are strawberry lemonade flavored? No. What the um, hell is well, that? Well, they're like actually pretty good. Nat nothing with Natter Natty Days. Light is good. That's what you'd say. But when I was in Baltimore visiting my friend, we got some Natter Days, and I was like, there's no way this fratty beer is going to taste okay. And it's all right. Frat beer. That is like trailer <laughs> park. I have, this is my last dollar Well, my follow-up to that is somebody posted a picture today of 
bush apple, and I'm guessing it's supposed to be like an apple flavored bush uh, beer. The, and some, I'm about to try it, so I'll some keep of these you all. Beer companies need to that. just take one step back and really rethink their lives. Say, I'm gonna pour you a little like, glass. I'm not. I'm gonna hide the cans, but I'm gonna pour you a glass of Natter Day and a you glass of think, bush apple. <laughs> you know what I think started all of these mixed drinks mm-hmm. is. Uh, uh, wait, the, the hard the ba- seltzer stuff? Yeah, the Truly? White Claws. White Claws yeah. Truly and White Claw. You guys started this. Here's a question for you. <laughs> what came first, White Claw or Truly? Ooh. We'll follow up on that next week. I don't know, actually. But that reminds me, I do want to follow up this week that uh, Sunny D, in fact, contains 0% of vitamin <laughs> D. So I just wanted to clarify that. I did not search if I could drive my Honda Civic around without a door, so we'll have to get no, back yeah, to we get, that. Yeah, we also, uh, yeah, we got to look into that. So, <laughs> But I think that's enough for our weekend review, right? I think right? the only other thing is that we did a nice hike out here in Manchester. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so just to go over the hike, uh, what's the name of the place, babe? Porter Reservoir in Manchester. Okay. So, yeah, we pulled off. It's very, uh, if you don't know it's there, you're definitely going to drive by. Yeah, 100%. So highly recommend following your GPS. Otherwise, you're not going to find this because there's no really big signs. It's like I don't think there off. is a sign. Yeah, you just literally pull off onto a dirt road yeah. and then there's like a single trail a sign. A little opening. <laughs> which highly recommend. But guys, be careful out there while you're hiking. Because we went hiking through some tall grass, and I ended up with a tick on me. And now uh, I can't tell if I'm slowly dying from Lyme disease. He um, is, and he refuses <laughs> to just call his doctor and get a script. You know, typical Look, man. Because um, he's got to make a big production out of calling the doctor. Yeah, it's a big thing. This is a week-long process. Right, I gotta, okay. I got to spend Monday through Wednesday building up the nerve to call him. <laughs> And then, you know, then I got to make the plan to, like, go visit him, like, two months from now. And then you're going to have to go to the pharmacy, or to be a whole nother... That's... I won't even do that. That's, <laughs> he better just send the script to my house, or it's not <laughs> happening. I'm just going to die from Lyme, I guess. Like, uh, yeah. That, yeah. Imagine that, dying from Lyme disease instead of corona. I don't recommend doing that. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's probably But that's bad. actually going to transition <laughs> us pretty well into my doctor segment. Yeah? Because I wanted to talk about this plague situation that right. um, allegedly is doctor being time. transferred by, well, some squirrels have it right now, they found. So Frankie sent me this article that some squirrels, I forget in what state, but have Colorado. Been, Colorado have been found uh, to have the plague. That's right, folks. Don't trust the freaking <laughs> squirrels. Um, and then I wasn't really interested in that, mostly because I hate squirrels and they deserve to have the plague because they infested my attic earlier. Attic. My attic, my Not even your ceiling. Attic. Your ceiling and your walls and your tiny apartment. No, nah, that's mean. I would say your apartment. But this apartment has essentially three rooms. Hardly. And one of them infested. They Not one of them. They infested an entire room's ceiling, yeah. specifically the bedroom. Yeah, which is very so, inconvenient. But I'll let you go back to Anyways. the plague here because this is very concerning to me. So then I read another article came up in my news today about the two patients have been detected in China to have the plague. And I was like, wow, that's that's not a good sign. You know, once the plague is popping up in multiple places, that's not a great sign. So I actually did some investigation into the plague situation. I read actually that seven patients a year in the U.S. have the plague. Really? Which seven, I realize, is hardly anything, but still seven. But considering it's the bubonic plague. So then... I mean, didn't this, like, literally destroy Europe? Yeah, so... Like, back in the day? Yeah, it can be really bad. So, apparently, you're most likely to get it from fleas. 
which okay. I didn't know, so that's kind of well, how I was I, trying to I knew that, tics. because that's how it was originally transmitted. Or if you eat squirrel, which is what they were doing in China. Oh, what? Allegedly. Okay, that's I, I imagine that's happening in the South, but, like, in... Not not China, but, like, actually, like, You can treat US. it, though. You can get uh, antibiotics for it. Ironically, what? um... Ideally, like I read strep- streptomycin, which is like one of your amino glycosides, which I know means nothing to the you, what? but like your gentamicin. But another alternative to that, because most countries don't have enough streptomycin <clears throat> saved up for this kind of situation, is a doxycycline, which is the same thing you use to treat a Lyme disease when you get a tick bite. Yeah, but don't you also use doxy? Don't you use doxycycline for everything? Because they gave me that for like skin medication. In pharmacy school, they say when in doubt, doxy out, because it covers a real whole lot of they, things. Apparently, it's just good for everything. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah <laughs> so interesting I was reading an article about the one in China and they're like do we think this is going to cause some sort of pandemic worldwide and they were like no definitely not and I was like yo it's 2020 and, yeah but they probably thought that about corona too 100% and that, you know here we are now uh, <laughs> so that's pretty interesting the other article that came up that I thought I'd briefly touch on was that the FDA found that half of CBD substances that they tested tested positive for THC. Is it like notable levels or is this like, because I mean, they come from the same plant, so I think yeah. it's pretty hard to separate them completely. I suppose it is, but if you're going to advertise a product as being CBD only, it better be CBD only. That's true. Which then brings into question, I'm not sure what the answer on this is, but... um. Is there medical grade marijuana, like medical grade CBD oil? I don't know. I imagine because so they're doing some freaky stuff with marijuana these yeah. days, gene splicing it in the labs and yeah. whatnot to make the strain stronger. So I imagine in turn, if they're doing that to boost THC levels, because there's a whole bunch of what are they ca- cannabinoids? Yeah, yeah. perfect. Um, inside those plants. Yeah. And I imagine if you're boosting one of them, some of them are, the others have to be getting some sort well, of boost. My theory would be if you need a green card for a state <clears throat> or whatever they're calling it, the medical marijuana card, then you would think there'd have to be some sort of regulation. But at the same time, federally, it's still an illegal substance. So I don't think they're going to make a pharmaceutical grade CBD product. You know what I mean? Anyways, I didn't research that. I'm just going to say be careful. Find that article. Find one that was tested. I wonder if it affects you if you're using like a CBD balm on like your elbow because it's sore. Because it's supposed to like help with inflammation. I don't know a good story. (laughs) My uh, One of the people I work with, he got asked by Pfizer to help do some... uh, research to see how much topical is absorbed into your system which is like real tricky to do like he's gonna really be extrapolating some data to come up with those numbers Um, guesswork and my boss is like i hope you told them no essentially because yeah you can't know and he's like i asked them how much they were gonna be paying me an hour (laughs) i was like all right fair enough so i'm interested to see what he kind of comes up with with hey i'm with it if there's a will there's a way i imagine much like anything else in life you throw enough money at it you can figure it out (laughs) You just got to have enough money. Um, And I guess I'll touch on my one last thing that I did some uh, investigating on. So each week for the podcast, I always log on to the FDA site just to see if there's any cool new drugs out there and new drug safety warnings. And there was a new drug safety warning that came out in the past couple months for Singular. Some of you guys might know as Montelukast. The what? Can you say that again? Montelukast. What's that? 
most commonly used for allergies, especially in patients who have coexisting asthma. So it was something my doctor had thought about a while prescribing me, but I never got it. But there's um, a black box warning. And for all of those of you who are not pharmacists or doctors and don't know what a black box warning like me. is. I have no idea. It's basically the most serious warning the <clears throat> FDA can give for a side effect before taking it off the market. So it's basically like if you're going to prescribe this to someone, you better be sure the benefits are weighing this risk so what kind of risks are we talking am i growing a third eyeball or another arm actually mental disorders so it's causing depression nightmares anxiety a lot of stuff you wouldn't expect to come along with an allergy medication that sounds like every other medication out there though that's like (laughs) here's a medication to cure your coughing but it gives you aids (laughs) cancer makes your arms fall off and you go blind deaf and dumb all overnight but you'll never cough again But um, I guess this one's most interesting to me because this drug's used a lot in your pediatric population. So for a lot of your kids, so something you definitely want to be careful about. You know, they say these days the average kid is at a higher risk of anxiety and depression anyway. So better make, you know, try your Singular or yeah, try your Claritin, try your Zyrtec. Give them a shot before you uh, venture into that instead. All right, guys. Well, uh... but uh, let's turn it over to the dork. All right. Well, thank you, Olivia. You're I welcome. like your segment this thank week, you. actually. That's a whole lot better than what I got this week, guys. <laughs> so last week I had a bit more on the gaming systems, but this week I have some interesting tech info for all of you iPhone users out there. So the conspiracy theory is true. iPhone got caught red-handed slowing our freaking phones down. Rip. All right. They got caught. Ha! In your face, Apple. Still doesn't bring my iPhone 6 back. (laughs) I know. I'm still (laughs) reveling in this. But anyway, guys. um, So they're giving out... So their settlement... I guess it's a class action lawsuit. Yeah. They're settling for $500 million. So currently out there, if you guys just Google this, um, there is a a $25 claim you can get for registering your old iPhones if you still have them, if you didn't turn them in. Which I feel like the vast majority... You can actually look up your phone, though, with your information. I still had my phone, so I still had my serial number. But there was a way to look up using your Apple ID any registered phone under your name. Oh, okay. So even better. So yeah, if you guys had any of these iPhone 6s and iPhone SE, I think it included the 7 and 8 as well. Um, You guys might need to read the article on it. But you can get 25 bucks per phone, so get it while it lasts because they said if uh, everyone will get 25 bucks, up to $500 million, and then they're going to start cutting the payments yeah, down. Yeah, for all you guys who are so. filing for that Equifax claim, which you're <laughs> supposed to get 100 bucks, you know, then they... Then they followed up and they were like, oh, well, you also need to fill out this, that, and the other thing. So So I got another one of another tech company catching some shit. And this is another one that's near and dear here in Connecticut. And it's you, Frontier. All right. <laughs> so Frontier got caught red-handed out in Washington State by the Attorney General for slowing down their internet speeds and lying to customers about their prices and their internet speeds mm. when it comes to whether it's your actual, well, your internet, your phone, and your cable. Wow. Um, and they got caught red-handed across the board. And I don't know what's gonna come of the case, but I, there was a news article that is currently still uh, populating, I guess, about this. Um, so feel free to look that one up because you know what, if they're doing it in Washington State, that means they're probably doing it everywhere. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. So. When I moved to Connecticut, I almost got Frontier because it was so much cheaper than Cox was. But then I was, you know, going to the the only place I get my information, Reddit. And everybody was like, don't do it. They're the worst no. ever. It's Frontier so slow. So many so problems. bad. 
I had them for a long time and truth be told, my own phone, my internet speed on my phone with AT&T was faster than <laughs> my paid internet for Frontier yeah. in my own house. And I could be sitting next to the router. Yeah. So yeah, guys, screw Frontier, don't use them. And uh, be wary if you do have them because they're totally duping you and there's proof of it now. So the last thing I have was a nice quick thing about talking about our childhood movies. Now, I was born in 1993. Olivia here is a little bit older than me with 1992. Yeah, you know. But us 90s and 80s babies, I feel like a lot of us grew up with the sci-fi channel. Who remembers sitting around at their house or at their grandparents' house watching the sci-fi channel? I only bring this up because maybe it was just me and my grandfather was just being evil, but I loved it. Well... Not at first, because I was terrified. But Does the sci-fi channel still exist? Yes, oh. very much so. They still roll out, like, D-grade movies mm. that are, like, Sharknado. Except, like, Sharknado was actually not terrible. It was more of, like, a comedy put onto a horror sci-fi film. But, like, the following sequels were what, like, were really terrible. And that's some serious sci-fi channel level stuff. But the sci-fi channels where I grew up watching, like, uh, It... I watched uh, Chucky, I watched Predator, I watched Alien, all these movies that actually terrified me as a child. I mean, like, literally traumatized me. Um, couldn't sleep. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, looking back, I love these movies now. But uh, I even still, like, they had, like, October, they have their like, horror flick month-long thing. Ugh. But they do, like, Stargate Atlantis all month, and they had... Uh, was it the librarian? I've only known one thing that you've um, so far. There's all kinds of great shows around there. But I just wanted to ask <laughs> if I'm the only one out here that has been watching the sci-fi channel. How about you, Olivia? You got anything? No. You never watched it? I, I caught some of Chucky once when I was younger. Child's Play, whatever it was, and I yes. hated that. Scared what me What a so great much. movie. This little <laughs> red-headed stepchild doll running yeah, around no. stabbing everybody and I remember when Chucky put a dude in a trash compactor. Yeah, Talk about terrifying. I don't like Chucky. I feel like I, it was something I watched when my parents weren't home, and then I immediately regretted it. <laughs> but but uh, I think that mostly wraps up some of our content. I was going to give some updates on where the folks can find us and uh, our communication methods. Yeah, let them have it, Olivia, because, guys, we are expanding rapidly, and you got to keep up with us. We sure are. So we got a classic pod bean, which y'all already know. Then we were on Spotify, which the conspiracy has been nixed. We're back on. They do miss some of our first few episodes, so we're resolving that now. But you can still find us there. We're on YouTube. But the big exciting one, we're officially on Apple Podcasts. Guys, we are on Apple. We are legit now. We're like a thing. So if you type in (laughs) the doctor and the dork on apple podcast you can find us go ahead subscribe leave us a five-star review you know what even if you want to be a critic be a critic and say lots of mean things but still click the five stars that yes. we really appreciate Heck, i'll take any stars but seriously guys <laughs> thank you to all of our friends and family we uh we're doing this you know for you guys and for us because we're having a good time for it I know we don't have a ton to bring to the table right now, but we're getting better at this. Yeah. I hope you guys get a good chuckle out of listening to us <laughs> bicker back and forth here. But we have a good time with this. We hope you do too. And I just want to give a shout out to any new listeners. Thank you guys for joining us. 
And uh, yeah, if you that's don't it, know right? us, thank you for listening. Yeah, feel free to write us an email, drandork at gmail.com, and check out our Instagram at drandork. And if not, leave a comment on any of those state or any of the platforms we're on, and we will catch you guys next Tuesday. Bye, All everyone. Right? Bye.